0: the pitch sider pitch side for every game hello and welcome back to the pitch sider podcast hope you've had a fantastic couple of weeks uh, again apologies for the pre-recorded episode that happened last week but we're back a lot of news to get over this week um, a lot of happened a lot has happened this week with a number of big games being played and a and a lot of different stuff having happened around europe um, in the premier league and also the return of the champions league which everyone has been looking forward to break from most domestic leagues uh, to play this and so we've got four games to talk about um yeah sit back relax and we will update you on everything that's happening Around the footballing world. So, yes, of course, start with the Champions League. We've had four games in this week's competitions. Uh, We start off on Wednesday, uh, start off on Tuesday with the biggest match PSG versus Bayern Munich, and that was also accompanied with AC Milan versus Tottenham. We also had Club Bruges versus Benfica and Borussia Dortmund versus Chelsea. So to start off with Paris. Um, they played Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich completely dominated this game. Um, definitely a interesting one to watch. Two clash of the Titans. Um, PSG trying to win their first sort of trophy in the Champions League, and Bayern Munich all trying to um, trying to like, push on and hopefully win their next one. But this night ended um, 1-0 to Bayern Munich. Uh, Coleman, former of PSG, broke the deadlock and uh, Pavard did it obviously get sent off, leaving Bayern Munich down to 10 men. Um, he will miss the next game um, in the next coming weeks. But it was an interesting game, very sort of end-to-end. Um, sorry, Mbappe made the difference on this with Scoring two offside goals, but as soon as he came on, PSG looked like a slight, like a different team. But they were definitely dominated by Munich. And um, by Munich having 18 shots, seven on target, only scoring once. It is like by Munich needed a striker like a certain Lewandowski, they have let go. Um, and this game could have been truly and well finished in the first leg, but it's not. It leaves an exciting game back in by Munich, back in Munich in the next couple of weeks, so uh, definitely one to look forward to. Uh, the other game was AC Milan vs Tottenham. Tot- AC Milan got a early 1-0 v- lead, and Tottenham will take home this first leg. And, yeah, it looks like Tottenham were a bit under par um, when their best two players were their centre-mids with both... Son and Kane being on the pitch, a bit underwhelming for them. Uh, Fraser Foster had a really good gaming goal, so definitely one to keep an eye on the second leg. Um, Tottenham are a very good side, can score a number of goals, so it'll be interesting to see how this takes them. The other game on Tuesday was Benfica versus Club Bruges, so Benfica got a two nil victory over this. Um, Club Bridge is now managed by the Scott Parker. He definitely his first sort of taste of Champions League football as a manager um, did not go well. Two nil defeat to Benfica, and they definitely now sh- sh- hold. They struggle in an uphill battle away in Benfica. In a couple of weeks time so it's going to be an interesting one um one to watch but it looks like benfica have got this wrapped up one of the most interesting games from this round was dortmund versus chelsea uh, dortmund won this at 1-0 and um, it's first time in champions league history that British dortmund have had 81 fans 81,000 fans in the stadium uh, definitely the yellow wall Helped um, win. Um, Chelsea were very dominant in this game. Um, one of the best you've seen under Potter. Um, seems to be getting better and better per match. And definitely one of the best games we've seen. Um, Chelsea dominated in shots. Eight on target. But were unable to score. Um, this is something we we'll get on to in a bit. When we talk more about Chelsea. Um, had a lot more possession. A lot of corners. It's a very positive game. Um, The only negative that probably would come out is obviously Chelsea not able to score. And the number of yellow cards that were given in this game, I believe it was 14 in total. 10 of them were given to Bridget Dortmund. Um, Luckily, none of the players have got sent off. But it does mean that Mason Mount will miss the next game. But Adeyemi broke the deadlock for... Dortmund, after being under after on the counter, Chelsea thought it was going to be an offside decision on Jal Felix, but the ref played advantage, and they were able to counter and score. So it'll be interesting to see how Chelsea play when they return at the game at the Bridge. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Having a look to the next week's games. Uh, so we've got Frankfurt versus Napoli, which you would expect Napoli to win. Biggest one of that day is Real Madrid versus Liverpool. Um, both teams, you'd be you'd be favoured from Real Madrid in this, but Liverpool seem to be on a resurgent or back in form. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Inter Milan play Porto and RB Leipzig play Man City. So it's going to be an interesting run next week. Um, a few big fixtures here. Um, but let's get on to... The Europa League. So the biggest fixture in the Europa League was Barcelona versus United. That ended 2-1. Definitely going to be an interesting one when it goes back to Manchester. Rashford, guessing he's continuing his surge of form, getting a goal. Um, Koundé scoring an own goal. Um, And then the Chelsea, former Chelsea wing-back, Alonso and Rafinha, both scoring for... Barcelona, uh, ended two all probably pretty even game and definitely an interesting one to have watched um, going to be an interesting return fixture this week, um, all deciding no away goals count so it's going in all even all down to one game so who can push the peg but both teams have been in fine form recently Barcelona top of the La Liga and United up to third in the Premier League so it's going to be an interesting battle there Elsewhere, we had Ajax versus Union Berlin. Um, two teams that are sort of one team struggling, and one team's flying high. Um, Ajax obviously struggling with Union Berlin now joint top of the Bundesliga. Ended nil nil. Uh, Red Bull Salzburg versus Roma. Uh, Salzburg beat Roma one 0 which is a bit of a surprise. Shakhtar Donetsk beat Rennes two one. Leverkusen lost to Monaco 3-2, Juventus and Nantes drew 1-0, Seville beat PSV 3-0, Sporting Lisbon beat FC Matalanta 1-0. So interesting fixtures and a few big teams obviously in here with like Monaco, Juventus, Barcelona, United. So it's going to be interesting to see who goes through to the round of 16. Uh, let's move on to the Premier League. Uh, a lot of has happened in the few weeking up, that uh, few days leading up. Um, Chelsea United bids um, and a few big games have happened. So let's get on to it. One of the biggest stories is the Manchester United bids. Uh, there seems to be two big bids that have been happening and um, the deadline was this week so most most fans have seen that sir jim radcliffe has put in a bid to own united he's also put in a bid to own chelsea back in the past if any of you have followed that but and also they've had a bid from qatar united um, so both teams both clubs are putting a hefty amount of fee put forward and so the two biggest bids and there's been a number of bids that have stayed anonymous at the moment um but both team both bids of the Qatar and Sir Jim Radcliffe have both put up around about four to seven billion pounds for United a lot of money for a big club um, and definitely one that's going to be considered um the estimate is that People that have put in a Qatari bid also have current ownership of PSG. Um, so it could be a bit of a conflict of interest here. Um, but so Jim Radcliffe, um, definitely British and probably one of the favourites for both all United fans to own the club. And um, the United are going from strength to strength. So that's surely helping with the bids. But yeah, it looks like this is one to be following and um, not much information about the bid has known yet, i um, have we'll probably got more information as the story progresses, but definitely an interesting one um, United fans obviously get in contact and let us know your thoughts on this but um, it looks like it's going to be, I mean if United want to obviously compete with the likes of City um, they're going to need a lot of money um, and that's how obviously a lot of clubs do it now, so maybe the Qataris aren't that bad and they've got a lot of money behind them so be interesting how this balance of the Premier League balances up with obviously Saudi owning Newcastle, Chelsea spending a lot of money um, and City also have a lot of money as well to spend so it's going to be interesting how the balance of the Premier League ends up but definitely one we will keep you updated on. One of the biggest talking points from this weekend is Chelsea and Chelsea are in a bit of a sticky situation, putting it lightly. Um, Potter lost to Southampton um, and Chelsea have won one game in about 10 games now. Um, and It's very, very dismal form. Keeps Chelsea definitely 10th in the league, if not lower now. And the likes of Liverpool that were with Chelsea have now turned their form around and started to win. Um, Chelsea's... Situation seems that they can defend, but they create chances and just don't score. They're lacking that sort of goal scoring opportunity. I don't know whether it's the tactics of Potter or whether it's the players that Chelsea have brought in. They're all sort of providers rather than goal scorers. Um, And yeah, obviously the injuries have had a factor, but a lot of these players that have been injured are now coming back. Um, Chelsea is starting to get more of a settled team. Um, Potter did make a few changes, but the changes that he did make are obviously big players. And you would have thought against Southampton that our bottom of the table, managerless, uh, definitely should have been a walkover um, at Stamford Bridge with all Chelsea fans behind them. But it turned out that Chelsea all booed fans. Um, and this raises the question, is Potter right for... Chelsea or whether he should be sacked the Chelsea fans um, obviously are going to be split over this some probably want Potter to be kept at the club and um, the owners have come out and protected Potter and um, for Richard Romane if you don't follow him give him a follow he has said that the Chelsea fat Chelsea, are in a bad situation um, Potter is now statistically the worst Chelsea manager in history Um, and Chelsea need to do something to start changing form. Whether they keep Potter is going to be a big question. Um, A lot of pundits are going to be talking about this in the weeks to come, and especially if Chelsea don't turn their form around. Um, One of the biggest competitions they need to keep in is the Champions League. So the next Champions League game is going to be massive for Chelsea. They're going into this 1-0 down. Um, And also next weekend they have Tottenham return so it's going to be an interesting game Tottenham are struggling but they can score goals and Chelsea seem to be unable to score don't know why this is and they've got a lot of players that have scored goals in other clubs whether it's the role they've been given whether it's the style of play whether they're played but for sure Chelsea have a number of players that can score whether a formation change back to a three at the back with the wing-backs of Chilwell and Reese James now able in the squad who can score, whether giving them more freedom to score, dropping some of these sort of attacking players that aren't doing the job. And it also raises Abeming isn't making the squad. He obviously is a natural-born goalscorer. We can see that at the clubs he's been at Arsenal and Richard Dortmund have all scored. So it'll be interesting to see how, if he is integrated back into the team. But it seems Chelsea need a focal point with all of these attacking players we are putting in the crosses. And they want that focal point to be Havertz. And it's clearly not working. He, Havertz himself, seems to be a player that sits back, wants to pass. Um, if you watch him, he was through on goal. And he looked to make a pass to Sterling this weekend. Sterling obviously ended up missing. um, Very unlucky not to score. Um, Chelsea are coming close, but it seems that it's not good enough when they need a ruthless finisher and they need someone that knows how to score. Uh, Definitely a number nine. Obviously, Chelsea will spend big in the summer, but can a club that is falling down the Premier League, sitting maybe 15th by the end of the season, can they go and spend hundreds of millions and just turn it round, Or is it... The people that they've brought in at the club, it's going to be an interesting one to follow. Um, let's know whether you think Potter should be sacked or not, or whether he should be given more time. The other argument is, can you expect all of these big signings to come in and produce straight away when they're adapting to a new league, a new country? Obviously not speaking the language, having an English coach who's not probably helping with some of these, especially Enzo Fernandez, who's seen to be... Future of the midfield, um, but Chelsea's obviously Chelsea's Chelsea can defend as much as they can and they can pass it around, but without scoring goals, they're never ever going to win a goal, never win a game. So, let us know your thoughts on this, and we'll keep you updated as this goes along. But, let's talk about a bit something a bit more positive. Um, one of the biggest games this week was held midweek, um, with the champions, Man City, versus the current league leaders in Arsenal. Definitely a big six-point game. Um, and unfortunately, Arsenal did go and lose this game um, to City. Ended up being 3-1. Um, Arsenal did draw level with a Saka goal. But then obviously the quality of Kevin De Bruyne, Haaland and Bernardo Silva all Turned up and won this game, got a couple of goals. Um, but one of the biggest points coming out of this was Pep Guardiola's conduct. Um, We've put in Bernardo Silva, one of the best midfielders in the world, at left back. Um, obviously, we know Pep going into some of these big games does end up losing his head and making some weird decisions. So it would be interesting to see what the resource fixer of this is, but this leave Arsenal dropping from the top and Man City going above them. But roll on this weekend and Arsenal won in a thrilling game with Aston Villa. If you haven't watched it, please go and watch the highlights. Ended 4-2. And Aston Villa definitely could have won this, um, but Arsenal showed their quality um, and Jorginho getting a good shot ended up being the Martinez own goal and then Gabriel Martinez scoring and when Aston Villa went up all for the corner including the goalkeeper and this put Arsenal top and they were helped out by Nottingham Forest drawing to Man City. So it now is Arsenal are now top of the Premier League two points clear with a game in hand so it's definitely going to be an interesting one to follow. We had Brentford draw to Palace. Fulham drew. Fulham beat Brighton in the late goal, uh, 1-0. Everton scored a fantastic Seamus Coleman goal. Um, if you haven't watched it, go and, definitely go and check this out. Um, beat leads 1-0, dropping leads down at the bottom three. Uh, Nottingham Forest drew to Man City, as I mentioned. Bournemouth beat Wolves 1-0. And Liverpool beat Liverpool... Beat Newcastle 2-0 Manchester United carry on their form um, Marcus Rashford getting two goals um, and this led t- to a 3-0 victory over Leicester and Tottenham beat West Ham 2-0 so let's have a look at the table uh, so Arsenal are top with Man City in second, Manchester United in third and Tottenham get into the top four dropping um, as Newcastle drop points Fulham are sixth and Brentford are seventh Closely followed by Liverpool and Brentford. Chelsea sit 10th, only three points now away from 11th with Aston Villa. And the bottom of the table, Southampton stay bottom of the table after getting three helpful points. Leeds and West Ham both are in there with Bournemouth. And Everton now move up the table after six points out of nine for a Sean Deitch. So, Toby will definitely be happy with this. Let's move to Europe, um, but we will have to start off with some rather sad news. So, many of you may have seen this over the last couple of weeks about the earthquake that's happened in Turkey and Syria. Um, One of the players that played for the likes of Chelsea, Everton and Newcastle in the Premier League was Christian Atsu. Um he now he now played his football in Turkey. Um and his apartment was crushed and he has now been found after 2 weeks of missing. Um he has turned up um obviously dead and this is very sad for the football community especially fans and players that have played with him at his club. Um, so definitely sad news um, and definitely going to be missed um, by a lot of players. And so we send our condolences to his friends and family. And hopefully his memory can live on a long time in English football and also in Turkey. Other news around um, former Real Madrid left back Marcelo has left the Greek team Olympiacos. After only five months at the club, he signed a one-year deal in September with an option to make further. Um, the 34-year-old made 10 appearances and scored three goals in all competitions. Um, he has lived an unforgettable moment in Greece, and its people are all at its hearts. This won't be the last time in this amazing country he can only express his gratitude for wearing the Olympiacos jersey. Even through the brief stay, the experience and the friends I made will be forever marked in my life, he said. Marcelo joined after leaving Real Madrid as the most decorated player in the club's history. Now, the Olympic Marseille side said the the time he stayed was brief, but he had enough to create everlasting bronze. He knows that Greece, he will always have friends. It'll be interesting to see where he goes um in the future and whether he will return into Europe or whether he will probably join maybe Ronaldo you know, and NASA or whether he will join and sort of another club in that region. Let's get on to some football. Um let's start with Ligue 1. Um obviously the there's sometimes not the best football in Ligue 1 but definitely one of the games to watch was PSG versus Lille ended 4-3 um Lille could have easily won this game um Mbappe getting two goals Neymar scoring and Messi scoring a beautiful free kick to ensure the victory um doubtful for uh, doubtful PSG was Neymar was carried off on a stretcher um holding his ankle he despite the win PSG's main concern will be for Brazil's forward Neymar after the 31 year old um, netted the goal in the first half was kicked in the calf and then went off badly with an ankle and um, he looked in great pain as his fans carried his he was carried out of the park the prince Um this result means that PSG are eight points clear at the top of La Liga Um it is It does end PSG's three-game losing streak. But it was a thrilling game to watch. And definitely one to go and watch the highlights if you haven't. Um, Elsewhere, uh, Monaco are second with Marseille in fourth. Uh, Definitely a topsy-turvy league. Um, PSG obviously losing a few games. Allowed the other teams to catch up with them. This is definitely probably my game of the week. Um, for The game of the weekend. Um, definitely PSG versus Lille. Um, but you could also put Arsenal versus Aston Villa up there. But you know the pitch up. Definitely likes the one that not many people will be talking about. Um, highlighting this. Um, let's move to Serie A. Just quickly. Over in Syria, um, Napoli are now more than 18 points clear at the top of the title, Um, and you definitely, definitely would put them firm favourites to win this. Um, Now, being 18 points clear obviously doesn't mean anything in football, but they definitely seem to have two hands on that trophy just about to lift it, Um, with more than 20 games played. Um, definitely interesting to see whether both Milan clubs um, can catch them. Um, but the nearest point, nearest team is Inter Milan with 47. Napoli are on 62. Ace Milan 44. Juventus are starting to climb the table back up. and They're now on 32 points with a 15-point deduction. So that would put them currently second in the league if they didn't have that point deduction. Um, And being the club that would be fighting with Napoli. But definitely looks like it's going to be Napoli's to lose this season. In Bundesliga. One of the interesting leagues. um, Very, very tight for the title. Um, Bayern Munich, Dortmund and Union Berlin. All on 43 points. And with Bayern Munich only being up there with goal difference. Um, And yeah, definitely really great season for union berlin um having a successful season um and to be point to be level on points with bayern munich is definitely definitely a big commitment big feat for them but they were unlucky um they drew one or they drew 0-0 with schalke today um which definitely um ruined them from going top after bayern's defeat would have given them the chance to do that um, but Borussia Dortmund obviously now climb up there with a 4-1 victory over Hertha Berlin. And finally, let's talk about La Liga. La Liga, um, Real Madrid beat Jose, um to narrow the gap to the leaders, Barcelona. But Barcelona do play at 8 o'clock on Sunday. They will, can go 8 points clear again at the top of the table if they do win here. Um and they look likely to do this and definitely they seem favourites to win La Liga this year. Um, but be interesting to see. Um, after playing a number of games, they've got United this week as well. So whether they will rest a few players and maybe lose a few points here, be interesting to see. Overall, um, there's been a number of big gales this week. Um, and the weeks to come in. Um, definitely exciting now. Champions League is back and obviously. Barcelona versus United midweek is going to be a big, big game. All going into that, all square. Everything counts on that game. Both clubs want to go on and win that trophy. Hopefully, everything carries on. Um, hopefully, Chelsea, as a Chelsea fan, can pick up. Um, but it'll be interesting to see next week how they fare up against Tottenham. I'm um, not holding out many hopes for this. But yeah, if you haven't, please follow us on our socials, um, which is the Pitch Cider. Check out our gossip column on the Pitch and, and hopefully there'll be some articles up there very soon for you. So it'd be interesting to follow, and probably the next one maybe potential candidates to replace Potter if he is sacked. So. Be interesting. Let us know your thoughts on the United bid, Chelsea situation, um, and anything else. We'd be happy to get in contact with you over on our social pages or over via email. Hope you have a nice week um, and enjoy. See you next week. For all the latest news, transfers, and football articles, check out thepitchsider.com It's the place to be. Contact us on our socials. Instagram and Twitter is at the or via email is the pitch slider at hotmail.com.